Praise God. So are you ready for the word? I want you to bring out your Bibles, bring out your smart devices to capture these thoughts. As you hear the words from my mouth, the Spirit of God will be speaking to you. I need you to pay attention, to pay good attention, minimize all forms of distractions. Praise God. Father, we thank you for the anointing of your Spirit. We ask that our eyes are open, our hearts are changed. Glory to your name, for in Jesus' name, we have prayed, amen and amen. So, in the first part, we talked about evangelism running with the message. The urgency and that the message is good news. It's not bad news. All right. Last week, we, we painted the metaphor of fishing and the art of fishing. And we talked about certain steps, all right, that the fisherman or the fisherwoman would entertain before embarking. All right. I, I trust that I blessed you. Um, and today we're going to take a step further, a, a step further. And just to, to lay the ground for what we're talking about this evening, um, in the first two installments, I have used a metaphor of a sales agent or a sales representative of someone who is trying to sell something um, to, to paint a picture of what our roles as evangelists are. And that metaphor ended last week because the job of the salesperson all right is essentially done when a deal is done but the job of the evangelist is not done when a decision is made that is because of what the instruction is the instruction is not just for them to become saved the package beyond goes beyond them repeating what we call the sinner's prayer there's a bit more to it and that's what we're going to be looking at um, this evening. Trust God to speak to us, to open our eyes, and for us to be transformed. Our anchor scripture is Matthew chapter 28. I read from verse 18 all the way to verse 20. I'm sure you should know this by now. It's sticking somewhere there. It says, And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore, based on this, and teach all nations, all right, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Now, this part is important. It says, teaching them to observe. Teaching them not to freelance, not to, 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 to reinvent their own Christianity and begin to give it names. All right? It's saying that there is a template. There is a pattern. You are going to teach them to observe. You are going to have, it's part of the job. We are going to have to teach them to observe. What we've seen a lot in the past decades, in recent decades, is getting people born again, but there is no teaching to observe. The name of teaching to observe is called discipleship. It is following a laid down plan. What we have now is people getting born again and having adapted versions of their own Christianity. You hear a lot of funny adjectives in front of their own Christian. We are these Christians. We are these Christians. We are these Christians. We are these Christians. And he's saying that, that doesn't exist. It doesn't exist anywhere. It's either you are a born-again believer who is submitting to the Lordship of Jesus, or you are not. Absolutely no in-betweens. But the lack of discipleship there, that gap, has left a room for a vacuum that has been filled by, by vultures and, and, and dangerous entities in a way that many lies have been suggested. And, and many people... They don't even know what they believe anymore. 
teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. He says, and lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen and amen. Glory to God. So we see here that there is a necessity. It's a matter of necessity that beyond getting people born again. I mean, um, I think it was just some months ago we had the growth um, series. And one of the illustrations was, imagine a woman put into bed, either through a, um, 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 a natural delivery or assisted natural delivery, cesarean section, all right? And she just tells the baby, hey, welcome to the world. Go look for good milk. Search around. You want the child. There's a lot of bad, sour milk around. Be careful. Beware. All right, go look for good milk and then all the best. All the best. All the best. Now, that sounds ridiculous, but that's what we do in church. People get born again. We tell them to go look for a Bible-believing church. It is the responsibility of that parent to see to the early feeding. The key word is not the continuous feeding. It is the early feeding. All right, science tells us about that very first milk. It's called colostrum. It is loaded with antibodies. It is loaded, loaded with essential nutrients. It is the critic, It is the most important meal, the first one. It's saying that when you become born again, the very first exposure should not be left to chance. It shouldn't be the current series that they are teaching in church. There should be a pattern laid down of initial foundational bricks that every other thing will be built upon. Hmm. Teaching them to observe. Teaching them to observe. So how exactly do we do this? How exactly do we do this teaching them to observe? That's what we will be discussing this evening. And our title, if we were to give this a title, is Groaners and Laborers. Groaners and Laborers. Men, women that will groan. Men, women that will labor. Men, women that will groan. Men, women that will labor. Let's look at a couple of of scriptures. Some of them we've, 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 we're familiar with from previous installments. This is Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 52, verse 7. It says, How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him that brings good tidings, that publishes peace, that brings good tidings of good, that publisheth salvation, that saith unto Zion, Thy God reigns. Thy God reigns. Now, pay attention to the next verse. Because the first verse tells us about running with the message. Remember I said, in the kingdom, our job doesn't end when a deal is done. In, in the corporate world, when you have a confirmed interest, it's called an opportunity. An opportunity has been confirmed. And then you nurture that opportunity until the deal is closed. Typically, you, you, you pass that on from a sales rep or sales development rep to like an account executive and you create a, an account for the person and you nurture them until the deal is done. And when the deal is done, there's a, you know, you ring a bell, there's celebration, deal done. Depending on the company you work, there might be a commission for the deal. And then the sales guys are like, deal done. We, we, we now hand them over to customer support. Anything? All right. But in the kingdom, our job is not done when a deal is done. In fact, our job really, really begins once the deal is done. All right. Because we might just end in verse 7. Let's see what verse 8 says. 
It says, thy watchmen shall lift up the voice. It says, with the voice together shall they sing, for they shall see eye to eye when the Lord shall bring again Zion. Can you see that? That's right from your Bible. It says there's a, there's a skill set of watchmen required. Once the message and the, the message has been published, once there's someone that has urgently delivered the news, it says the next skill set we will need is that of watchmen. Watchmen. They will lift up their voice. They will be loud, clear, distinctive, and instructive. It says with voice together they shall sing. So it tells us there the, the, the atmosphere. It's not a tense atmosphere. It's an atmosphere of rejoicing because new life has been received. All right? And it says they shall see eye to eye. When the Lord shall bring again Zion. When the Lord shall bring again Zion. All right. Let's read another scripture that we read last week. It says, In whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not. It says, Lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. Now, part of what you need to remember is that the enemy is relentless. The enemy is relentless. It means that if indeed we have, remember from last week, we prepare. How do we prepare? We pray, we plan, we practice. All right? So we've done that intense prayer. You are painting a picture to a blind person. You are saying, Father, let the scales fall off. The scales are falling off now. Their mind has been exposed to receive God's word. Now that God's word has been received, now that the scales are off, the enemy doesn't relent. It doesn't go away and say, we've lost one. No. It doesn't say we've lost one. In fact, the, the, the file of that person becomes transferred from casual maintenance demons to recovery demons. Someone say, PJ, how do you know all these things? May God open your eyes to the supernatural. All right. Not to scare you, but to, but to, to allow you to appreciate God's mercy and to see where you are really, really seated. Where, where you are really, 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 really seated. It says these maintenance guys, they didn't maintain well. Now, we've lost the soul. We've lost the soul. It says, you guys, you are the hunters. You are the hunters. That faith, let it not be solid. Let it not be established. Send persecution. Send all sorts. Just discouragement. Everything, let them draw back. But it says, your watchmen will lift up their voice. They will do it with singing and with rejoicing. They will see eye to eye. Glory to God. I said glory to God. Okay, one more scripture before we begin to break this down. We read this also last week, Luke chapter 10. I'll read from verse 1 and 2. Remember, we said the first skill set is groaners. Those groaners are watchmen. The second skill set, laborers. After these things, the Lord appointed other 70 also and sent them two and two before his face into every city and place whither he himself would come. All right, the next verse says, Therefore said he unto them, I want us to pay attention. The harvest truly is great. It says, But the laborers are few. If the harvest is great, it means planting as a cord, seed time as a cord. There is now harvest. It says, The laborers are few. Pray ye therefore, the Lord of the harvest, that he will send forth laborers into his harvest. He will send forth laborers to labor into his harvest. Praise God. I said, praise God. So we already said clearly that these growers are watchmen. They are watchmen. Their job is not done. Let me, let me just say this. The, 
All right, let's put it this way. The act of conversion, remember this is like a recap that you refresher, is a powerful supernatural act of power. I know that's tautology, powerful of power. Yes, it's that powerful. All right, it's 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 an expulsion of a of a life that already catered and prepared for eternal damnation in hell. And then there is an audacity to translate that person from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. It's big deal. It is big deal. Now, what happened was that the Spirit of God is the key responsible factor for the act of conviction. The spirit of the enemy condemns. The spirit of God convicts of sin. Condemnation leads to guilt. Guilt does not produce right output. Conviction leads to repentance. Repent, repentance leads to genuine salvation. All right. Now, why am I saying that? When you study the scriptures carefully, the Bible tells us, so let me just give us two or maybe three examples. These are, these are off, your, off your slide, all right? So I need you to follow me. It was just impressed on my heart to share this with us. Jesus, on the way to Emmaus, met two men who were discussing the latest news in town. And Jesus was forming, what, what's the latest in town? And they were just talking. I said, are you, are you kidding? Did you just drop from the planet? There's only one thing trending on Twitter, he asking us what is going on in town. And Jesus said, I don't know what's going on. Was it, you, you there of Jesus? It was crucified, and then suddenly, his body, not found. All right. And the Bible says that Jesus worked with them, and then he began to break the scriptures with them until their eyes opened. When their eyes opened, the Bible tells us their hearts were convicted. They said, didn't our hearts born within us? That's example one. That's burning within. It's the pivotal moment of conviction. What happens afterwards will be guided by watchmen. All right. Example number two. Acts chapter two. Acts, this is not on your, on your slide. Acts chapter two. This is Peter addressing a multicultural audience. All right. They had come for a feast and they had witnessed this this wonder. They said, Do, are these not Galileans? How come we hear them declare the wondrous works of God in our own languages? I, I, and Peter addressed our audience. He said, Don't, do, not, do not say that these guys have taken new wine, all right? At, at least, look at the time. No reasonable person will do that. This is what was spoken about by the prophet Joel when he said, in the last days I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. He said, this is it that we have just witnessed. Now, at the end of that sermon, the Bible tells us that their hearts were convicted and they said, men and brethren, what must we do to be saved? After conviction. However, when you study the Acts of Apostles, you see there were another group that were convicted but the conviction led them to further, further pull away from Christ. Conviction. Conviction. We need watchmen. We need groaners. We need watchmen and we need groaners. We need laborers for the work to be complete. Deal done doesn't mean case closed. In the kingdom, deal done doesn't mean case closed. Deal done means case opened. The real work starts now. This destiny must, must, must be established until they themselves can stand on two feet and they are now the ones bringing others. 
into the faith. Praise God. Praise God. He that wins a soul is wise. The job of soul winning is done the moment infanthood has finished. I'm not saying full maturity. I'm saying winning. Once winning is done, there are a lot of believers today, they have not even winned yet. They've been in church 10, 20, 25 years. They've not winned yet. Nobody's calling me. Nobody's checking. Those, that, those are the statements of babies. They've not winned yet. And we can't... Let me just go on. Praise God. Watchmen. What, what exactly is the job description of watchmen as it pertains to soul winning? To soul winning. This teaching them to observe. This process of discipleship. Let me keep this in here. All right. When we lead people to Christ and they confess Jesus as Lord and Savior, one part of that statement is true today. The other part of that statement is a statement of faith, saying, eventually I will submit to discipleship, and the outcome of that will be the enthronement of Jesus as Lord over my life. One, a Savior already done, dusted, it is finished. That is what is finished. The Lordship past, the Lordship of Jesus there, as we learned, you can find that someone is still there, is Jesus Lord I think it's on YouTube, it's on all your platforms. Establishing that lordship there will be a product of sound discipleship. A product of sound discipleship. Praise God. Praise God. And there is a tendency for us to think sound discipleship is just classroom. It's just their talk. Lesson one, are you born again? Lesson two, now that you are born again. Lesson three, do not go back to sin. Lesson four, be baptized. Lesson five, find a church. Lesson six, behave well in church. You know, we, we just think it's curriculum. It's not curriculum. Effective discipleship is both curriculum plus groaning plus laboring. So what does it mean to groan? Watchmen, Isaiah 52, verse 8. Your, voice, your watchmen shall lift up their voice. Lift up their voice. They will speak clearly, loudly. It says they will do it with singing. They will see eye to eye. There will be that close contact of ment mentorship is not the right word. Mentorship and discipleship are not the same thing. They are not the same thing. Praise God. So what are the strategic implications of being a watchman? Number one is positioning. Positioning. Watchmen are at a tower. Watchmen, I'm pleased by saying watchmen, I don't mean male gender. I'm sure we know that by now. Watchmen are positioned at a tower. What is a tower? Physically speaking, a tower is the highest point, not just of a building, but of a city, where you have people who are trained there to man and to watch guard. They are the first contact, the first perceptors of imminent danger or imminent events, not necessarily danger. Sometimes it's someone coming with good news. Sometimes it's an emissary from a foreign land with dignitaries. It might be whatever, but if every other person misses it, the watchman should not miss it. And at the time that the watchman that makes that diagnosis, they are meant to speak with a loud voice. That is what it means to be a watchman. Let me show us a scripture that we know very well. Psalms 127 verse 1. Strategic positioning. Today, someone is saying, oh, we don't, we don't need towers. Yes, we, we don't need towers. We have drones. We have, we have all those. I mean, I, I mean the, the, the best equivalent to a watchman will be a, a security intel 
officer who is not at the top of a tower, literally, but is in a control room with, with screens. The, the idea of the tower is not that it has to be the highest. It's the vantage point and the view that you get. You see every crack. You see every crevice. You see, every, you see everything. You see clearly and you see why. Nothing just shows up. Praise God. Except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. All right? Except the Lord keep the city. You can see a security dimension there. Except the Lord keep the city. He says, the watchman, I need us to pay attention to this. Wake it, but in vain. There is an assumption in this scripture that if you are a watchman, your job is done in the night time. That's what this scripture is saying. Let's go on. So when he's in PD, you, you told us to wake up in the morning. Now you're coming for our sleep. I'm not the one coming for your sleep. I'm not even the one speaking to you right now. This is the voice of the Spirit of God telling you that soul winning is serious business. The reason why we have so many babies around in churches is because we do not want to do the hard work of growing people. Growing people is hard work. Growing people, it, it's like taking care of a baby. Sometimes they will, if you are doing potty training or diaper training, they will soil you, they will see all sorts. And you, you, you don't, you, you know, this is, this is a baby. We, they will grow, they won't always remain like this. The only difference is that naturally clock ticks and growth happens spontaneously. In the kingdom, growth is not automatic. If you are not growing, you are not growing. You might be aging, but you won't be growing. We might even promote you or give you a department or, or give you something and, and you, you begin to have this false sense of growth when you know that the baby in you is solid, solider than ever before. Come on. It's hard work to grow people, to teach people, to be patient with them. They soil you with diapers, soil you with pee, soil you with all sorts, with statements that will break and pierce your heart and you still wake up for them in the middle of the night to pray for them. It's hard work. Nobody wants to do that hard work. But the Lord of the Arrest is saying, after publishing the news, your watchmen will lift their voice. To see these ones, these ones, they will not just be addition to the number. These ones are generals in the making. These ones, solid in the making. Solid in the making. These ones, you eat them and you know that, no, no. They were, they were trained somewhere. They've, they've eaten. They've eaten the food of angels. They've, these ones are solid. You shake them, scripture will fall. You shake them, it's power, you see. You're not, you're not, baby, it's not like I just got bringing in last week. No, no, no. Between last week and now, things have happened. I've been fed. I've received life. Not what you can pray whenever. No, solid curriculum. It's hard work. This is the Amplified. It gives us more light. It says, unless the Lord guards the city, the watchman, can you see, keeps awake. Watchmen keep awake. Watchmen Keep awake. It's your duty. And the reason why I'm saying this is because I trust God. I trust God in accordance with his words to us. That there's going to be a massive harvest of souls. When that harvest comes, you now know what your responsibility as a parent is. You know. You know what your responsibilities are. You know now. As a parent, it's not just testifying, the Lord gave me 100 souls, glory to God. You now know that it means you have 100 people you are praying for in the night time. 100 people. You are praying for, Father, let them be established in you. Let their faith be deeply rooted in your word. As the storms of life blow, let it not be able to move them. 
as they study the scriptures, let them see light. Let it not be stories that touch. Let it not be tales by moonlight. Let them receive revelation by your spirit. These ones will not just be, 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 be numbers. Let them be generals in your kingdom. Find them fit for your service. Anoint them. Fill them with grace and power. It's work. But we are more than able. Glory to God. Glory to God. They keep awake. They keep awake. Number one is that vantage point. In, in, in scripture parlance, in ancient times, it had to be a tower. All right, but today it does you, have, you don't have to climb to a mountain, you do it where you are. But the important thing is that you see wide, you see clearly. There are screens in front of you. Glory to God. I said glory to God. Number two, there is that a real watchman is consistent. There is consistency and there's patience. That means that it is not I'm 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 waiting and I'm just <sighs> where will this person grow up? Where this person grow up? Where, mm -mm. It's consistency with patience. With patience. You wait. You wait. Let me show us a scripture. Let me show us a scripture. Abacock chapter 2 verse 1. All these are scriptures we are very familiar with. Abacock chapter 2 verse 1. This is the prophet speaking. It says, I will stand upon my watch. Can you see that? And set me upon the tower. You, we can see a picture of this vantage point again. It says, and will watch to see what it will say unto me. He's saying that the message will come, but the watchman is optimized to see. To see. If you are speaking, a watchman will see. I hope someone is getting this this evening. If you are talking, if the Spirit of God is whispering, what the watchman does is he sees. If it's dancing, going on, the watchman sees everything. The watchman sees. This, the, the, the power rating of the watchman is on the number of screens available to you. For some, it's just one tiny five-inch. It's a gem. <laughs> or Triumph. Is that what that phone is called? All these old phones. All right. For some, it's 3310 screen. Can't see anything. For some, it's just one small com computer. And some is mainframe. Mainframe. You're just looking around. You're seeing, seeing clearly. The secret is night prayers. Yeah. Yeah. That's the plug you've been waiting for. That's the secret. Night prayers. I will stand upon my watch, set me upon the tower, and will watch to see what it will say unto me and what I shall answer when I am reproved. Let me show us from the NLT. It says, I will climb up. I will climb up to my watchtower. Stand at my guard post. It means that when you check, you will find me there. There is consistency. If you have 100 souls, if you have 500 souls, someone says, how do we do this? If you have 1 million souls, how do we do this? You have your guard posts. You have your guard moments. You have your guard moments. The consistency is more important than the duration. Initially, that it will get longer. That one is not in your control. As, it, as you begin to eat realms, it will get longer. That's not... That's not the issue. The issue is not that you started with five minutes. I can guarantee you if you are consistent with five minutes for five months, at the end of five months, it won't be five minutes. No matter how hard you try, unless you are not doing something right. The, let's leave duration for now. Is Will you show up? Will you show up? Will you show up to pray for these souls? To pray for these souls. Father, this is what I've seen on the screen. This danger, let it not come near. 
Praise God. Number one, watchmen are strategically positioned. A vantage point. A tower. A metaphoric tower there. They see clearly. Number two, there's consistency and intensity. But they do it waiting at their guard post. They show up. That's what it means. They show up at their guard post. Watchman doesn't say, I'm not feeling. We, we, we will even watch for me when I'm watching for others. No. We are poured out. We are sold out for the master's use. Praise God. Number three, this job is concerted effort. There is no watchman that watches. We take shifts. And this, I, I'm including this here because this is the model we are going to use. We are going to have a solid system in place of taking shifts and watching this avalanche of souls that the Lord has promised us to be like a chain. We will have people showing up at specified moments to stand in the gap that in this city, the enemy has made a mistake. The, the enemy has made it. Jesus is taking over this city. That salvation of souls will be commonplace topic. It will not be a special event. It will be mighty move of miracles, signs, and wonders. Remember, we talked about tools, the lures, the baits. They will see the raw power. You will need to be demonically engineered and empowered for you to deny what God is doing. A notable, notable move of the Spirit, but we are going to release it in a place of prayer. Praise God. Praise God. Let me read a scripture for us before we go to laborers. I think we are doing well with our time so far. Ezekiel chapter 33, verse 1 to 6. This is one of the scriptures that a lot of Christians don't like to read. In insurance terms, the liability quotient, the, the liability consequence of this scripture is too, it's too much. So we rather do not read it. But the word of the Lord standeth sure. Glory to God. Mm. Again, the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, speak to the children of, of to speak to the children of thy people, and say unto them, When I bring the sword upon a land, if the people of the land take a man of their coasts and set him for their watchman. He says, If when he seeth the sword come upon the land, he blow the trumpet and warn the people. That means he's at his guard post. She is at a guard post doing what she should be doing, doing what she should be doing. He says, then fine. Then whosoever heareth the sound of the trumpet and taketh not to warning. If the sword come and take him away, his blood shall be upon his own head. So the watchman has watched. The watchman has been strategically positioned. The workman has done the waiting with screens available, seen, and they've lifted up their voice. All right. This scripture in context talks about averting of danger from a security point of view. But beyond that of, of, of danger, it's not just a danger conversation. There's also unlocking of realms that watchmen will birth like midwives. Verse 5. He heard the sound of the trumpet and took not warning. His blood shall be upon him. But he that taketh warning shall deliver his soul. He says, but if the watchman see the sword come and blow not the trumpet. Remember Isaiah 52 verse 8. Does not raise a loud voice. And the people be not warned. If the sword come and take any person from among them. He's taken away in his iniquity. He says, but his blood will I require at the watchman's hand. This is a liability document for watchmen. We have accounts to give. We have accounts to give. We have accounts to give. Let's not just hands off very quickly. And someone is listening to this now. I can I can sense it in your spirit. You're saying, 
pity. So what you're saying is that we should do evangelism. We should do teaching. We should do apostolic apostolism. We should do prophetism. All right. All right. And there's a teaching we had on, on the ministry gifts. All right. The fivefold ministry gifts. You can look for it. It will bless you. Yeah. The apostle Paul was an apostle designate. Was a sent one to nations. Was an aggressive evangelist. Was a church planter. It was everything. He was a prophet in the time of prophecy. He was an evangelist in the time of evangelism. And he was a teacher. What I am saying to you, remember what we learned last week. You can be all things to all men. Don't cage yourself. When God needs an evangelist, be the evangelist. When God needs a teacher, be the teacher. When God needs a pastor, be the pastor. You know why? A parent is all these things to their child. Until winning, then other caretakers can be involved. Until maturity, then you can hands off. You can hands off. I, I stand here and I say this boldly. I am a product of many people's groanings. Many people's groanings for years. Many, if, if I had been left to myself with the capabilities, hey, hey, I stand here on the shoulders of nights of intercessory prayers and I have to pass it forward. I have to pass it forward also. My wife was telling me recently, she was having a conversation with an older believer who said she prayed as a watchman for her husband 16 years. Six, one, six. 16 years, God posts consistently. She just knew this guy wouldn't die. He wouldn't die a sinner. That's all. He's not born again today, then it's tomorrow. Oh, not tomorrow, next tomorrow. 16 years of consistent intercession. That's to encourage someone. Don't give up yet. We keep on praying for this city. It's just like things are getting darker. Things are getting bleaker. No, the watchman doesn't, doesn't relent. We will climb up to our tower. We'll show up at our guard post. We don't get tired. We, we are not discouraged by what we see with these eyes. We, we have another access to a dimension where we see what will be. That's really what we are seeing. I will see what he will say to me. That this city is taken for Jesus. That's what we see. That's what we see. It might look like more laws. It might look like people are getting more depraved. Well, guess what? They don't know what we've seen. We know what we've seen. It says the harvest is plenteous. The harvest is bountiful. These same people will serve Jesus. These same people will be giants. Is it not the same Saul who stood while the great man of God, Stephen, who was literally, he was on earth, he was seeing heaven, the, the, it was on record that people saw his face, it looked like an angel. Saul was there, consenting to that, to that, to that. He was there, consent, not knowing that he's the, you, where Stephen didn't go, you will go to. So don't, don't write anybody off. What we need is more watchmen, not more complainers. All these young adults, all these teenagers, all these children, all these Christians of now. What happened to Christians of nowadays? How many of them have you adopted in the place of prayer to stand in the gap for? Glory to God. Glory to God. So we need groaners. We need groaners for effective maturing of the believers. Remember, we're not talking about full maturity here. We're talking about the early winning stage. We have to be responsible for that feeding, teaching them to observe. Praise God. I said, praise God. So what do we need laborers for? 
What do we need laborers for? Let's look at it again. Matthew chapter 28 and verse 20. Matthew 28 and verse 20. It says, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. Discipleship is labor. He says, pray to the Lord of the harvest that he will send laborers into his harvest. He owns the harvest, but we are going to need laborers to labor. All right. In addition to teaching them to observe, he says, what they are observing is what I have commanded you, not what I have suggested to you, not what I am imploring you. He says that Christ must be set as lords in their hearts, set as Lord in their heart. The, the, the character, the fullness of God's character of Christ is formed in them. Galatians 4.19. This is the labor. This is the labor. Galatians 4.19. You, you know, it's very easy to absolve yourself of responsibility when you claim that you have done all that you should do, but you have not seen the results that you desire. It's very easy to say, well, I've done it. They, they, they're just not growing. We're teaching them, dishing our revs, but they're just not growing. We're laying hands on them. They're just, they're just not getting it. I've seen this a lot in ministries, and I, I, say this, I say this as a call for shepherds to do this more, to do more laboring. We, yes, we labor in the Word. We labor in, in teaching. We labor in dissecting all of this. It's a core of our duties. As critical as laboring in the word is laboring in this also. Especially when you begin to see a powerful move of the spirit outside than inside. What, what do I mean? You get invited somewhere. Before you say in Jesus' name, everybody has fallen under the anointing. And you come back to your place. You are sweating blood, sweating fire, sweating everything. And everybody's just like this. And are we, when are we rounding up? And you are wondering, this is it. This is it. This is it. I've seen this a lot. And the Lord reminded me of this. It says, in addition to teaching well, you will need to labor well. My little children, of whom I travel in birth again. Yes, somebody just saw it. You underline that word. Again. It says, until Christ be formed in you. Then we are doing this again. Until Christ be formed. I, I, I thought we are across that stage. Oh, we've not. Okay. We're doing this again. I travel. I travel. I travel, I travel, I travel, I travel, I travel again until Christ be formed. This is labor until Christ be formed. Until Christ be formed. Do you know what that means? Until until Christ be formed. This then you are saying that we want aliens because the character of Christ is anti-culture. Until Christ be formed in you. Until Christ be formed in you. This laboring requires patience. It requires discipline. It requires exemplary living. It requires that. Many times we would rather people do what I say rather than do what I do. It's a call. It's a call to us to examine ourselves. Because we are going to be... I'm, I'm saying it. I'm saying it. Some will remind me, say, PD, 
You prophesied it. 2021, an unusual. So I said, why are we waiting till then? We're not waiting till then. We are, we are, we are gathering momentum, all right, for, for the avalanche of the harvest. When the harvest comes, we're not, going to want, we're not just going to transfer all of them to discipleship team. No, Remember, you bore that baby, you better feed them milk. So I said, how many people would I feed? So you're saying, God, net is too much for me. Give me fishing line. And we want one soul for 2021. Two souls for 2022. Three souls for 10. May that not be your portion. In the name of Jesus, it will be from glory to glory. You will, you, yes, you might start small, but very quickly through you, many, many will come to Christ. In the name of Jesus, and they will grow to be strong pillars. They will not be, they will not be, they will not be defective members of the body, but they will be solid builders. In the name of Jesus, it says, I will travel in breath again, again, until Christ be formed in you. Remember, it was the same Galatians 4 in verse 1. That Paul says, the heir differeth not from the slave. The same Galatians 4. Praise God. Praise God. Let me just show us two more scriptures, and then we'll round up this evening. We'll round up this evening. How exactly do you do? Someone is saying, Pity, there's just 24 hours. There's just 24 hours in a day. I have my life. I have my family. I have B. <laughs> I have, you know, I have work. I have commitments. I have projects. I have destiny. I have prayer. There's morning prayer. Now, you said there's night prayers. Okay. God help us. God save. Save us with this PD. <laughs> All right. And now you're saying, for every soul, how are we going to do it? You ask him. That's why he said, I am with you. <laughs> because you are going to need him. You will need him. You will need him. You will need him. And you will be encouraged that, see, this daycare, very quickly, let's turn it to high school so that you can sleep at night. Daycare, <coughs> when you, baby, you, you won't sleep initially. But when, when you start doing what you should be doing, you are growing well, you are laboring well, they are maturing well, then you can begin to sleep. At some point, they are the ones that will be responsible for you. You've grown them. You've fed them. You sit down. You cross your leg. You say, that's my son. Your, your, your son might be older than you, but you're like, hey, I labored for that one. That's why when people call somebody dad, don't be quick to say, well, they've, they've lied to this one again. Is that your father? Is that your father that you can give birth to? No, you are, you are, you are reckoning after the flesh. You are reckoning after the flesh. Glory to God. All right, let me show us two scriptures. I'm sure we're very familiar with this, but because it's part of this training, I, I know there are some who are just joining us just for, to learn about this um, content that we are assimilating and bringing by the Spirit of God. So I can't just assume that we've mentioned this in a previous sermon. For the purpose of this training, it's important to emphasize this. Acts chapter 10, verse 46 to 48. Acts chapter 10 is a scripture that every believer should really pay attention to. It begins by telling us there was a certain man of a region, of, the, of, a, of a, a centurion, of the Roman legion, all right, and tells us his name, Cornelius. He says he was a devout man. He was a devout man. He says he prayed fervently. An angel appeared to him. I said, Cornelius, your prayers, your arms have, have ascended as a memorial. And I'm wondering, boy, okay, let's just stick on the scripture. What, what sort of angelic ministry is that? That everyone pays attention to what is called memorial? What is what is a memorial? 
Was this guy born again? Was he doing religion? How come he got the attention of heaven? Enough to receive divine instruction. Gave him name and address. Name and address. He says, go look for Simon Peter. He's in Joppa. He's staying in the house of this person. This, he gave him coordinates. See, there's a level you begin to dissect God's word. You begin to ask the Spirit of God question. Spirit of God, you say, I've been waiting for this. I've been waiting for this. Now, let me show you things. He begins to show you. Teaches you what memorial is. Anyways, from verse 46 to 48, it says, For they heard them speak with tongues. So Peter had preached. He had his own personal experience where he was dealt with. Now, do not call anything unclean that I have made. All right. So he, he, he got the message. He, he traveled all the way from Joppa. He went there. He says, While he was preaching, the Spirit of God descended, and all who heard them, for they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Then answered Peter. So this is Peter's response. He just came to preach a sermon reluctantly to these uncircumcised Gentiles. Let, let, God said, as you come, let me come. He says, while he was preaching, the Spirit of God descended. Now this was Peter's response. Can any man forbid water that this should not be baptized, which have received the Holy Ghost as well as we? Same spirit. He says, and he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. He says, then prayed they him to tarry certain days. Somebody say, tarry certain days. He's saying, now that you've given birth to us, you can't go, you can't walk away. This first dose of colostrum, you have to give it to us. Ah, Peter said, yes. Yes, it's important. Sat with them, certain days. We don't know how long it was, but he didn't walk away. They prioritized the need for that labor, that labor, that labor. Let me tell you, it's, it's, there is no such thing as a prayerless Christian. A prayerless Christian is a dysfunctional Christian. It means you are not doing, because if you are doing what you should be doing, you will have converts you are praying for, interceding for. You will have people assigned to you that you are interceding for, that you are not praying is, is not really an indication of something. Is There is a big problem. You don't have a prayer point. When someone says you are praying for one hour, what are you praying for? Ah, <laughs> When God begins to give you avalanche of souls, can you see? If you give each soul five minutes, somebody saying, "Pity, stop now, stop. Take it easy with us. <laughs> Remind us in January. Well, I'll be here. You'll be here. I'll be in good health. You'll be in good health. If Jesus tarries, we'll be alive and jumping. Glory to God. We'll be, it will be the best season of our lives. Child of God, let me just keep this in here. I know we are talking evangelism, but do not give up yet on 2020. I know we are talking about 2021, but this is still the year. All right. Can you just talk to someone and remind them, this is still the year. Glory to God. All right. Let's begin to round up now. Acts chapter 18, verse 24. Acts 18, verse 24. It says, and a certain Jew named Apollos, born at Alexandria, an eloquent man, mighty in the scriptures, came to Ephesus. This man was instructed in the way of the Lord. And being fervent in the spirit, he spake and taught diligently the things of the Lord, knowing only the baptism of John. So his knowledge was limited. Mm. And he began to speak boldly in the synagogues, whom when Aquila and Priscilla had heard, they're like, man, this is a baby that can talk. This is a precocious child. <laughs> I know, I know, I know a precocious child. They're advanced. Sometimes you forget that they're babies. You forget that when they are too advanced, 
He will just remind you, you need to now calm down. He said, it's not even two yet. They are too advanced. That was what Apollos was spiritually. He took Aquila and Priscilla, this couple. Say, come, come, let's disciple you. You're already doing well. You see, you have the key ingredients, but let's mold you. By the time they were done molding him, the church in Corinth said, hey, <laughs> we, are, we are done with Paul. Apollos is our man. It's our man. Paul is just breaking rev, breaking rev. Apollos, you know, cutting his slicing. So they said, um, we have Paul, we have Apollos. And Paul came and, and said, all of you, you're not serious. <laughs> you're not serious. So Paul planted, Apollos watered, God gave the increase. But the point is, he, he was not always that person until someone labored over him. Someone is saying, but PD, nobody labored over me. Don't say that. You don't know. Nobody turns out well mistakenly that you were anonymously labored for does not mean you were not That's, There's nobody you can go back and say thank you. For me, I know some, I know some of the people who said no, 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 no. This destiny, this, de I know some, but I can't claim I know all of them. I can't tell all of them thank you because I won't know all of them. If you've turned out well, it was a mistake. It's years of prayers. Years of prayers. Praise God. I said, praise God. I trust I have been blessed this evening. Remember, our conversation is evangelism, soul winning, discipleship. Our job is not done with running with the message. When we run with the message, we'll continue with groaning and with laboring until Christ is formed. That is what effective discipleship. When Christ is formed, then we've won a soul. That soul is won. That soul is established. That soul becomes a winner of other souls. And the chain continues. Praise God. Praise God. I said praise God. Let's take a moment and thank God for the word that we have received this evening. Remember, this is not information gathering. The, the plan is not to know more. The plan is to be more. And the plan is to do more. Come on, let's thank him. Say, Father, thank you for your word. Thank you because now that I know more, I can be more than I am. I can be more than where I used to be. I can do more than I used to do. I understand my duty as a groaner. I understand my duty as a laborer. I understand my duty in the maturing and the discipleship. I don't have to be the pastor. I don't have to be the cell leader. As a believer bearing fruits, I have to be responsible for their feeding and teaching them to observe. Say, Father, I receive your grace. This is why your word says, Lo, I am with you. It might seem daunting. It might seem overwhelming. Sometimes it might look like this is too much for me. This is too... Well, it says, I am with you. I am with you. Again, say, Father, thank you for your grace. That is more than enough. As I am getting conscious of the Father's desire to see souls saved, to see none going to well, not on our watch, not on our call, no additional loss, but all to see many coming to the knowledge of God, coming to the knowledge of salvation. Father, we receive your grace. The grace to run, we receive. The grace to run with the good news we receive. The grace to groan we receive. The grace to be strategically positioned we receive. The grace to see broad-wide at a vantage point we receive. The grace for consistency we receive. The grace to show up, to wait, to see what you will say we receive. The grace to be able to, to maintain the fire, to maintain the unity of the faith we receive. The grace to labor again, not to give up on those you've not given up on. 
not to give up on those that you've not written off. Those that we are tired of. Say, by now, you were here at the beginning. You should be on fire by now, but they are not on fire by now. What do we do? We labor again. We travel again until Christ be formed. Father, thank you for his supply of your grace. We will not give up on whom you have not given up on. We will not write off whom you have not written off. We will be the tools, we will be the vessels of restoration, of supply of life, of rekindling in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, gracious Father, because it is done for in Jesus' name we have prayed. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Very quickly before we round up, I want to agree with someone who has listened. You've been blessed, you've been touched by the word. As you heard the word, your heart was burning. Not a conviction to, to be spiteful, but a conviction by the Spirit to make amends. For some of you, you are giving your life to Christ for the first time. Or more appropriately put, you are receiving the life of Christ for the first time. For some others, it's a rededication. At some point, you did this before. But you know what you did was just motions. And now that you understand, you want to do this. I want to pray with you. As you acknowledge your, your sin and your need for a Savior. As you believe in your heart that Jesus came, he died for you, he took your place. He was buried in the grave, the grave could not keep him down. That he is alive today by his spirit, he wants to live in you, he wants to live through you. He wants to, he wants to set you up for his glory. He wants to use you as a wonder to your world. As you confess him as Lord and Savior over your life. I want to pray with you, trust God for a change of story, a change of status, opening of a new page in the journey of your life. That that destiny that has been thronged and, and secured by hell, that those chains are breaking, freedom is released this moment, and that you are set free, the joy of salvation invades you. There is a supply of His Spirit, a supply of grace to live victoriously, to be a communicator of life. Thank you, Father, for the supply of eternal life to these ones as they make this bold decision. We believe that it is done. Their names are written in the Lamb's book of life. The old man is gone. The old nature is gone. The new has come. Thank you, Father, because it is done. For in Jesus' name we have prayed. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen, amen. Before we round up, I want to pray. I want to pray for someone who says, Speedy, I know I should be doing more groaning. I know I should be doing more laboring. I don't have the patience. I don't even have the time. I don't have the time. I don't have the time. I don't have the patience. It's tiring. I don't, I, there's just too much going around me. I've never finished praying for myself. How many people am I going to pray for? What you need is no more time. What you need is to unlock the grace. And I want to pray for you this evening. Father, for your sons, your daughters, who are genuinely resonating with the Father's desire. And they want to arise as watchmen. Manning their duty posts, their guard posts, climbing up to their towers, lifting up as watchmen with a loud voice, taking the position of labor, groaning and travailing over the destinies of men, women, cities, and nations. I pray for a supply of your grace. As their heart desires to do your will, let them even surprise themselves. Let them exceed their own expectations. Do with them and through them what can only be reckoned to you. Thank you, Father, for a release of your grace. We trust you that we will not remain the same. It will not be business as usual. It will not be status quo, but we are changed forever. And Jesus alone is glorified. For in Jesus' name we are prayed. Come on, is that the best you've got? What a time we had in God's presence. 
jam those hands together. Give the Lord a big shout. Thank you so much for joining us today. We hope you've been blessed by the sermon. And if you would love to be a part of what God is doing in our midst, feel free to join us on Sundays at 10 a.m. or Wednesdays at 7 p.m. To be a part of the giving, you can give our email at info, I-N-F-O, at K-I-C-C-Canada.ca or through our website at www.kicccanada.ca slash donate. God is doing amazing things in our midst and we look forward to seeing you soon. Remember, you are a champion. God bless you.